Travis. Jake. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Pumpkin scream in the in the pumpkin scream in the what? Dead of night. Dead of night. I think. Travis, Travis, I'm gonna hit you with one. I'm gonna hit you with a hot. Give us your hot take. All right. Is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? I think it's both. I think it's the same way that Die Hard is an action movie, but it's also kind of a Christmas movie because it takes place at Christmas. If it involves Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. Die Hard does evoke some Christmas themes, certainly. Much like Home Alone. Much like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is a movie that takes place during Thanksgiving. I don't know if it's necessarily a Thanksgiving movie. I don't know that that movie evokes Thanksgiving, per se. Yeah, not so much. Just kind of at the at the very end, when they when they bring John Candy to their home and make him make him feel welcome. That's the Thanksgiving freeze frame of John Candy. Yeah, (laughs) freeze frame. Do all John Hughes movies end with a freeze frame? I don't know. I would just. I can't think of how most of them end exactly, but it seems like I can't yeah, either. A John Hughes movie seems like it would be like, hey, Breakfast Club. Ends don't you? Breakfast Club definitely ends with a freeze frame. Yeah, arm in the that. air, freeze frame. Yeah, I don't know. I know there's a Harry Potter that ends with a freeze frame, and that's weird. Did John Hughes direct it? No, actually, no. It was uh, it was old, Still uh, old Chris Columbus. No, it wasn't. It was the third one. It was uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Now you're getting beyond. I, I don't know who directed him beyond Chris Columbus. It really. was, uh, gosh dang it. He, he, uh, did the, he did the movie that won an Oscar like last year. Oh, he did the movie that won an Oscar. Uh, so it was yeah. Francis Ford Coppola. Then. No, it was a, it was a Spaniard. It was a Spaniard. He's, he's a Spanish man. I, I believe from Spain. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to let you off the hook by looking it up. Oh, what is his name? And what is the name of the movie he just did? It's like Familia or something. I don't know. Famalia? Or maybe it's the name of a city. Maybe it's Madrid. I don't know. Johnny Madrid. You know, old Johnny Madrid. Johnny Madrid. Hey, it's a Johnny Madrid. That's a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood reference. Is it? Yeah. How many times have you seen that now? Uh, I'm kind of ashamed to say it, but I've seen it six times that's, now. There, that's not nothing to be ashamed of. I just love that movie. I took my oh, wife to go no. see it, and she did not care for it. She oh. did like the ending. She liked all the violence at the end. But the rest of the movie, she's like, I don't understand why you like that so much. I brought up the Prisoner of Azkaban IMDb, and it is all Terminator Dark Fate all the time (laughs) on IMDb. I hope that's good. I really do. I've heard stuff like Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, that's Chamber of Secrets. It's Alfonso Cuaron. Is that it? Alfonso Cuaron. Is it? Is that it? I mean, that's that's certainly a name. Is that who directed? Yeah, it? Alfonso Cuarón. <laughs> now, what movie did he direct? Like last year, or two years ago. Out. It's about a it's about a single mother living in in Spain somewhere, I believe. I can't remember exactly what it was. That same Is it year, Roma. Roma. That's okay. it. Was Roma. that the one that was on Netflix? Yes. Roma's the one that like. Yes. I think that was the one that Steven Spielberg got all pissy about because he's like, these aren't movies. Because hey, you want to talk about cancel culture? Directors <laughs> are. That's not a movie culture lately. Yeah, I st- I still think it's funny people are getting upset that these directors don't like the Marvel movies. Like, so what? They're 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 not made for them. First of all, yeah. It's like if it's like if I uh, I I really did like the Dora movie, but it it's like if I didn't like it, <laughs> somebody would have gone, yeah, you're a 42 year old white guy. Why would you like Dora the Explorer? But I did because I thought it was a, a really fun movie. 
So I don't know why anybody even cares I, whether. I think we, we talked about this last week, didn't we? My, my only beef is yeah. just the the little back end of it that said, I don't consider them cinema. Because that, that's gatekeeping right. and that leads into... That, that just kind of ushers in more toxicity from your... I don't think gatekeeping because they're not stopping them from happening. What is cinema? Cinema? I don't know. It's like the... That? That's not even a definable thing. That's a nebulous thing that people make up to say like, no, it's not a movie. It's a movie. I don't think it's that much different than than me saying something isn't stand-up. Like we've talked on here about you know, famous people that come in and they kind of more or less do a Q&A. And like that's great, good for them. It's not stand up, so I don't can think it be, it's any more can different. It be a subset of stand up, like okay, here's mm. here's a thing. Do you do you consider like Henry Rollins' spoken word stand up? Is it supposed to be funny? I've never. It's supposed to. I mean, he jokes. He jokes a lot in it, but it's mostly him just getting up and telling stories. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to see it to judge it. To be honest with you, like I'm thinking of. I was listening to Kevin Smith on the way in here. He was on Joe Rogan, and I was listening to that. And what he does... <laughs> that one was just for the for the audience in, in studio. <laughs> what he does is he comes in, and he basically does a Q&A, and they're very funny stories, and he gets laughs and stuff. But he is very quick to say this isn't stand-up. Mick Foley does the same thing. But, they're, but at the same time, they do it almost exclusively at comedy clubs. Mm, not necessarily. They're they're starting to branch in, out into theaters and things like that too. Just like in like feel. little black box theaters. I and, guess I'm more of a, along a line of. Uh, it's more along a line of uh, does it does it hurt comedy at all to be able to say yeah they're doing stand up fine sure. It's the same thing. Um, of, it's the same thing of what yes is it? in in the if somebody has never been to a stand up show before and they go to see Henry Rollins, thinking it's stand up and maybe he's got like. A message or you know of course there's going to be some laughs in there but maybe he's trying to make a point too people might walk away and go wow stand-up's way more serious than i ever thought it was so calling it stand-up is a little bit different i just tend to think of i have several of these things where it's like you're trying to make a fancy version of something that all of this just is it's it's the same reason it always bugs me when you see a movie come out and it says based on the graphic novel where i know i know damn well i bought those things at the time i bought Five comic books that you're making a movie out of. Graphic novel is a way to make people not feel insecure about the, they they like comics. Right. When you say, I don't really consider them cinema. It's for insecure people to say like, well, yeah, I like cinema. I don't watch movies. Or even even to that degree, like if someone goes and sees Kevin, someone comes up to you and says, man, I love stand-up. I saw Kevin Smith last night. The only the only dog you have in the fight to tell them Kevin Smith's not stand up is to make them feel is to is to make them feel less than about their opinions about stand up and they just you know it, especially in the in the you know cinema the the Scorsese cinema thing the only dog that he has in a fight in the fight it's not even a dog he has in a fight really what he does with that is he gives fuel to people who are more toxic about their opinions on film. To start going like, hey, ah, Jesus said that your stuff isn't really movies, and then those people, instead of instead of maybe enjoying say Marvel films and thinking like, you know, I love these movies, maybe I'll try something that's a little more challenging to me. They're gonna go. Those people are gonna go. Fine, you think we're dumb? Screw you. Your your movies are boring. 
Well, I just look at it like this. Like, I, I don't like super serious movies for the most part. That's just not my cup of tea. And that does that mean that, uh, like, I, I know everybody talks about The Godfather. I'll eventually see it. But it's not like, I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm avoiding it on purpose, but I'm also not rushing out to see it. Because it's like, all right, it's like three hours long. It's serious. I'm sure it's a masterpiece, but I would rather watch superheroes smash buildings I, or guys with glowing lightsabers. I try to diversify chopping like, things as much as I love, as much as I love a chop, chop lightsaber, Dr. Strangey movie, you know, every once in a while, t- I, I told you I watched the, the beach bum a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I was dragged kicking and screaming into having to admit that, uh, spring breakers is brilliant. <laughs> It's a hard recommendation. There's definitely some questionable content in it that makes me feel a little creepy about. But Spring Breakers is stylistically, thematically, a lot of ways, there's a lot of brilliance there. And Beach Bum, same thing was, I watched this thing and uh, I kind of, at the end of it, for a lot of parts of the movie, did not like the character that Matthew McConaughey is portraying. End of the movie... It completely won me over of like, oh, this is a kind of a beautiful film. There are themes in it that kind of uh, are challenging, but also make a lot of sense. Matthew McConaughey is great in it. He absolutely embodies this dirtbag. So like, for, for me, that's not even to say like, hey, you got to be this way. For me, I like to diversify and challenge myself. That's just my jam. I just know, I don't think that disliking something... And saying you dislike it makes you a gatekeeper. Does that make sense? I mean, to me, a gatekeeper is somebody who is keeping you from doing what you want to do, like actively trying to stop you from doing it. That's a gatekeeper. In my saying mind, you don't think it's cinema, I don't think that makes. In them, my mind, I think that makes them like stuck-up pricks, kind of. <laughs> but in my mind, get for for what I'm talking about, gatekeeping is just basically saying you can't be someone who appreciates film unless you've graduated beyond these movies. I don't know. You know, potato, potato. In their mind, though, that's... Tomato, tomato. That's the way it is in their mind. Scorsese, Scorsese. Scorsese. Movies, cinema. Yeah, I don't know what cinema is. Speaking of cinema, have you seen any cinemas lately, Travis? uh, I've seen a few things, actually. What should we start with? We should start by saying welcome to Travis. Oh, <laughs> wait till. <laughs> welcome Sorry. to Travis Tate. Welcome to Travis Tate. He's a guy. Welcome to Late to the Party with Travis Tate. So, hey, what cinema on this program? What what cinemas have you seen? Uh, I've seen a few. I'll start out with Crawl. I saw that a couple weeks ago. We didn't get to it on the last How last was episode. It was actually it was it's pretty fun. It's there's a lot of alligators in Florida apparently, you guys. There's a lot of alligators and they're very very hungry. Where's the where's the fun in crawl? Is the fun of just like the crazy alligator stuff? Are there performances like Barry Pepper's in it, right? Barry Pepper is in it. He is he's having physical issues from from the first time you see him. Uh he he's had an accident. He's got a case of the alligators? Well, he he was under his. I don't. Rash? I don't know if I want to give it away, but I'll just say he was under his house, uh, preparing for the storm, and did not know there was a giant alligator living under there. 
And that's where that's where everything starts. <laughs> and it's it's one of those out of the frying pan into the fire movies it just where it keeps escalating. Yeah, it Okay. One that you think, okay, what if we try this and then they go try it and that doesn't work or that triggers or that's, triggers something that's else. That's how and, those movies got to be. Yeah, right? yeah. So it was just one thing after another after another. And then when it finally ends, you're like, "Wait, that they actually they actually is there that actually happened? Is there a the, main villain gator? Uh, yeah, there is actually. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a it's a big bad hungry those gator. kind of like evil animal movies. Depending on because hey, look, J- Jaws is cinema, right? Yeah, Spielberg did it's it, so it must be cinema. It, well, he <laughs> he released it in theaters, so it can be considered movies. Oh, okay. Uh, people at home didn't just watch it, even though probably a lot of us. That's how we. I would say it. most people have seen it at home. Yeah. Oh, I mean, hey, that's been news this week. That I don't know if Jaws is in that, but that like that's Disney is going to be doing their best to make sure that you can't see their vault stuff in cinemas anymore. Oh, really? Did you not see some? No, the, I didn't. There see was it. a long like that's so you know D- Disney has their whole the vault thing, right? The vault. Well, yes. Disney owns a lot more than Disney movies now. True. And. They've got what all the all the Fox stuff. They've well, got the, the big examples that I saw is like uh, a lot of kind of smaller art housey kind of like like probably like a Broovies. Yeah, I mean absolutely like a Broovies is probably one of the ways that Broovies stays open is repertory. Like, uh, okay, hey man, hey man, we're showing uh, Jingle All the Way this weekend for Christmas. I would go and see everyone that, comes and gets drunk and watch Jingle All the Way. I'm looking for a Turbo Man doll. You know, there's rumblings that like Disney's coming along and saying. Hey man, Die Hard's in the vault. You can't play this at your cinema. Hmm. Alien is in the vault. You can't play this at your movie house. And uh. if that, if, then that stands to believe of like, hey, hey man, I want to own, I want to own Alien on Blu-ray. Like, mm, sorry, it's in the Disney vault, man. They own those rights. So, uh, I don't know if that stuff is perpetually out all the time. Anyway, maybe it is. I mean, if you've got a Disney Plus subscription. Maybe. I think, I don't know if they do, with their classic animation, they kind of put things in the vault. But, like, I think you could go to the store and buy any one of the Toy Stories right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, but I mean, look at what, what they've been promoting is, when's the last, do you think you could, could have gone out, you know, two months ago and bought Apple Dumpling Gang? Probably. I don't know that that was in the vault. I'm not sure where their vault thing is, but I think a lot of stuff you can find just in their Disney Movie Club. I think it's just like the classic. I mean, it's not animation. It's ones not that Disney go into owned, but I've gone. I've gone to the cinema a few times and seen Miyazaki movies with with Gabe because that that's awesome. I love right. doing that. And you know, just just because it's not affecting necessarily the thing I go to the theater for a lot doesn't mean that it's not kind of like, hey, hey, man, I want to be able to. You know, if you wanted to go see, like, some of those, if you could see Jaws at the movies, that would definitely be the way to experience Yeah, that would be really cool to see, but I don't know. Uh, well, so It just, it, it, it opens up, it kind of opens up the, the door for other movies that weren't going to get that spot, maybe. You can still show old movies, it's just going to be different ones, and maybe... I mean, we're, maybe we're that'll, battling toward the future where Disney owns them all. Yeah, pretty much. So where where does it stop? Disney will just mean entertainment. That's what I said. Do you want to watch Disney instead of TV? That's what I said. Like be like in the South where everything's a Coke. Demolition Man's what kind? Root beer. Demolition Man was right about tonight we dine at Taco Bell, except for it's going to be the future. Like tonight we we are viewing the latest Disney movie. Like which Disney movie (laughs) you're talking about? Like Die Hard Eight. 
the Disney movie Die Hard 8. <laughs> All cinemas are Disney cinemas. They sh- Should they do a Dis- uh, Die Hard at Disneyland? <laughs> that would probably be a very bad I mean, idea that, that for them. Just, no, that <laughs> could you imagine? A, you're thinking of Beverly Hills Cop 3. Oh, I never saw it. That one takes place at an amusement park. Oh, it's really? It's supposedly terrible. Oh. I do know it takes place at an amusement park. It's kind of a cool idea. I know there was there were some books. They were like Keys to the Kingdom or something like that that Disney had where if you stayed at Disney after dark, the characters came alive. And well, it was like these adventures. There's got to be at least one Goosebumps book about that, too. It was, I think it was kind of, <laughs> kind of spooky, but yeah. I don't know. Anyway, crawl. Crawl was was fun. Uh, Recommend it. Yeah, it's it's a fun watch. It's definitely. I think I could have fun doing that. It's a lot of like. It's a lot of peril because uh, not only are there alligators, but <gasps> wait, there's more than gators. The house is flooding. Are there crocodiles? No, it's. You're also dealing with the water and the storm coming, and you're monsters, and you're worrying about levees breaking and things like that. So it's like. Not only do they need to avoid the alligators that are in their house, they need to get out of the house to get away from them. And then they find out that there's alligators all over the place outside, and the levee's going to break, and the storm's still coming in. And it sounds like a very—it's fun. It sounds like a very thin premise that is. It fun. is. It, it it's a very thin premise, for sure. It's just that's why I kind of ask of like a man can, and his uh, college-age daughter trying I can, to. I can get only away. imagine that this lives and dies by the gator peril, like. It doesn't really matter who's in it. It doesn't really matter. Right. Like the story has to be paper thin. All you want to see is well, well crafted peril. Yeah, and that's basically what it is, and it's fun. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm super fine. With it's that. a fun watch. Crawl. Check it out. Yeah, you keep saying that. I keep thinking like uh, the one with the glaive, right? The glaive. The one with the giant Chinese star, right? <laughs> oh no, that's you saying crawl, crawl, crawl in the Disney vault with the Cyclops. Does Disney own Kroll now? I, I can I have to assume they do. Kroll is kind of fun to watch. I watched it a few it's, years ago. It's pretty bad. Yeah, well, that's what makes it fun. Like he throws this this spinning thing, and it spins for a good twelve minutes trying to cut through this wall, and it just keeps spinning and spinning, and everybody's just kind of standing there my watching recent, it spin. My slightly recent <laughs> viewing of that was like, oh, he barely uses this thing in the movie. Yeah. It's not a huge factor. Like when I was a kid, that's all I thought. I was like, dude, he's got a giant Chinese star and it's alive. And he's sad at the end when he can't get it back because it's kind of alive. And I'm, then I watch <laughs> it and I'm like, well, he barely uses it. He didn't, he didn't establish any kind of relationship with this giant Chinese star at all. <laughs> Liam Neeson's in it, but that's all, I, you know, that's all I can say. Yeah, he's in it for just a few minutes, really. Is he in it for a few minutes? Cyclops is still pretty like, oh. I remember, I think... I might have cried when I was a little kid when he gets crushed. That stands to reason. Because I, I, I was, I was more, pretty into Cyclops. He was pretty cool. I think I was more terrified by like he got crushed in those rocks. Like, oh, yeah. God, that's awful. Because he held, he held it open so he everybody could get yeah, through. And yeah. then it was sad. I was sad. He knew it was going to happen, though. Yeah, he did. Didn't he knew when he was going to die? That right? was, Isn't that, that the, was the whole the thing curse of the Cyclops? Is they, Cyclops eyes that uh, they know when they're going to die. They know when they're going to die. <laughs> but he went out as a hero. He did. So he what? Did. What did you watch this week? Uh, I it, all Maleficent all the time. Ooh, I um, Maleficent. Uh, Cindy is way into Maleficent, and Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, came out, and she was like, "Dude, we are going to see this." <laughs> 
And I was like, dude, I guess I better see. It's got Michelle her. Pfeiffer in it. I did Michelle see that. Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer is a very effective villain. Oh, she's the villain. She is the villain. Not Maleficent. No. The, Maleficent's the, an anti-hero. <laughs> there, you know, I wouldn't spoil it for anyone. There's a through line about the whole Mistress of Evil thing. Like if you, you said you saw the first one, right? Yeah, but it was uh, when it first came out. She's I haven't the, seen it for a while. She's the good guy at the end of that movie. She's the she's, more or less. She's yeah, the face yeah, at the end. Yeah, she's the baby I face. Mean, if you've seen the first Maleficent, she's not bad really in any of it. She's she got screwed over real bad and is certainly embittered about it, but she's never really bad. Right. And so you get the honestly. If I was going to have a criticism of Maleficent, I got I got two somewhat criticisms of Maleficent. Maleficent Petersburg. One of them they could maybe do something about. One of them that I guess that's just how it goes. And one one of those being that uh, um, it re it reappropriates the uh, the Sleeping Beauty mythos mm-hmm. in a way that I mean that was going into Maleficent the original. I had a concern of, I don't really, I'm not a big fan of going back and taking a classic villain from cinema and going, oh, it's so sad, though. They were so evil, right. but it was so sad. Darth Vader. I mean, you Darth mentioned Vader Wicked was, Witch of the Darth West Vader earlier. was going to always be that way. They just did a real bad job. But like Wicked Witch of the West, Maleficent, you know, any like Michael Myers from Halloween. If you went back and said, oh, poor Michael Myers, I'd be like, no, stop. Come on. I do want to see that. What if what if a uh, Home Alone is the origin story of Michael Myers? <laughs> I mean, it's it really Kevin work. McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> Just Catherine O'Hare jumping up going, Michael. Shit's <laughs> uh, Creek on Netflix. Check it out. Um, I've seen a few episodes. It's a little dry. What? Maybe it Schitt's picks Creek? up. Yeah. I I watched a couple episodes. I I, enjoy, I like those people. I do too. Except for I've never been a big Chris Elliott fan. <laughs> I've just never caught on to it. like whatever Chris Elliott's dishing out is just not my bag. He's just God love him. He's himself. I mean that. But like Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, you, all, all those, all those like all those like uh, what do you call it? Uh, what is that? What's that Canadian SNL? Oh, I know what you're talking. Crap on a crap cracker. Uh, SCTV. Yeah, like all that SCTV people. Like I, I generally love all of them. Right. Regardless, Maleficent. <laughs> um, so you you give it a suggest. Well, I give it a suggest. What, what I was saying was, okay, I didn't really want to go see a movie where it's about we're telling sleep we're telling the prequel to Sleeping Beauty, but we need you to know like she's really evil, but actually, a boy made her bad. I kind of don't want to go see that. And that's not what it is. Uh, re, it's basically retelling Sleeping Beauty, not from the point of view of this this boy who was a player made her, made her evil because he didn't love her. Mm-hmm. It's more of a boy screwed her the hell over and she just... Yeah. And it, and it's, a re, it's just a retelling of Sleeping Beauty to make right. her the protagonist. And that's, that's great. Now Maleficent, Mistress of Evil goes way beyond that of making like a huge it's more like almost universe building of the maleficent is a you know the maleficent is the main character universe which they had some more of her whatever whatever creature she is in the first one she's right a fae a fae that's what oddly enough okay. in the first one i think they refer to as a fairy but they talk about that race of people as fays and maleficent but there's there were other ones right so it's not like she was the only one in the first one i don't think you see any other ones oh 
Maybe I'm just second one. Maybe I saw it in the trailer and I'm thinking. Yeah, second one you got. Maybe I'm mixing it up. The the other criticism that I don't necessarily know how they'd fix is a lot happens in Maleficent: Mistress of Evil, and I would have really liked to have seen a lot of that fleshed out. But it's a two-hour movie, so just tons of stuff has to happen without a whole hmm. lot of justification. Is like, Tina Fey one of the Fays? Could have made a missed candy. opportunity, could've right? That's but that's one of the things is their whole like their whole whole kind of like there's a secluded society of Fays, but there are all kinds of races and factions of the Fays of of like there's kind of a winter version, there's kind of a warrior version, there's kind of a mystical version, and they just. It was so crazy of you go to this kind of secluded nest island thing of all these societies, but you just don't you don't have time to say like what what are all these about? Right. You have characters that are introduced really quickly that like uh, you know like one is the guy who wants war, one is the guy who wants peace, but you don't you don't really get much reasoning why they are the way they are. They're just there's a peaceful one and there's a warrior one, and you tell I mean, the story from there. That's not that different than us so i think i don't think you need that much backstory to or i guess what the bottom line was people have personalities it would have been if they could have done a tv series it would have been pretty it it would have really satisfied me a lot more you're not going to get angelina jolie to do a tv series no no but they could still do a a fey series on disney plus maybe it just doesn't include maleficent but yeah that and that certainly could hey disney will do anything at this point that's an awful lot of head horns to make they will do anything except employ people who worked on game of thrones at this point (laughs) you know what a lot of people are saying that's probably a good thing yeah yeah those guys didn't do themselves any favors coming out and saying hey we didn't know what we were doing we just did it anyway yeah so i mean maybe it was kind of exciting i think the only reason i was excited about it is because i my brain instantly went to Knights of the Old Republic, just because of the sword and sorcery aspect of it. But there was no confirmation that that's even what they were going to make. So who no. knows what they were going to do. And even if Disney wants to do Knights of the Old Republic, they can find somebody else to do it. If Disney if Disney decides to do Knights of the Old Republic, they're going to base it on the Old Republic MMO. They're not going to base it on the, sort of the games that kind of people love the lore from. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that stuff. You're going to get something else. You're going to... It's like when people wanted, when Disney first started working on Star Wars stuff, be like, oh, do the, do the extended universe stuff. They're, they're, KOTOR is kind of an extended universe thing that they're, they're not going to do the version of it that you kind of like. And that doesn't mean it would be bad when they do. It just means that the thing you want, they're not going to do. Do you know what I think would be fun is for them to do an animated series, much like you know uh, Rebels or Clone Wars, but it takes place... <clears throat> somewhere in the timeline where it's got Luke and Leia and Han and Chewie and all those Lando sure. the they'll, droids. I think I that think would be really cool. Stuff like that eventually. I oh, hope so. And also the other thing about, about Knights of the Old Republic, all the lore in that took place before the the prequels had happened. Right. So all of all of what they established in those games, the prequels made what is a different like again the prequels established the Jedi as kind of weird monks who stole kids away and made them monks too. <laughs> and that's not, that's not what KOTOR was all about. So That is a weird thing to think about. They would Disney's, just come and go, I have a lightsaber, I'm taking your child. <laughs> yeah, D- Disney is very much about sticking to established canons. 
and KOTOR doesn't run parallel to the established canon that they they currently have. Because, I mean... As much as they've tried, they've kind of the new. You're saying movies. Kotor? I just barely realized you're talking Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, that's some that's some ga- that's some game ass game slang for you. Kotor. I was like, what in the crap is Kotor? Yeah. I figured it out though. Yeah, that's what we that's what we cool kids call it. Cool kids call it Kotor. Kotor. Cool kids call it Kotor. All right, cool I'm kids. writing down. Maleficent, Kotor. Both Maleficent's. I found them to be fun watches. Good. I barely remember the first one, but I do remember it was it was good. I think I think watching it before I watched the second one helped. I I don't I I, I so don't. You're know saying if, if you watch the first movie before you watch the second movie. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's a yes, good way Travis, to go about watch, it. <laughs> I, hot take, hot take. Watch things in order. You don't have to. I remember when I jumped into Buffy, it was like season three. And then I went back way later oh my God. and got, I, I got them on DVD and watched I, seasons brain, one and two. My brain but cannot do that. I'm I, not, I am in no way saying it's wrong. I wish I could because those those early seasons of, of Buffy are not bad, but they're on a rewatch, they can, they're a little bit challenging. Yeah, a little bit. Especially when, you, when you've watched all of it, going back and trying to watch the early part of it where they were finding their footing. Because, like, look, man, I'm not... I'm not going to get down on it. You're trying to build something from the ground up. Most series, their first seasons are a little on the clunky side. You, you love Supernatural. Supernatural starts as very much kind of a monster of the week show. Oh, and, for sure. And I think still also is in that. But like, it was like you get, you get probably a few close seasons. to ten episodes in where he actually got some lore. Yeah, with you get demons. a few seasons in, and you've got a lot of lore to build off of. That's that's different. You've got two guys who have. You know, or not too good. You get a whole cast of people who have found who that character really is, mm-hmm. and they know how to live in that role. Rather than, you know, I'm taking scripts and I'm trying to be who I think this guy is <laughs> for a little while. Right. So you brought up. Uh, oh, I brought up Buffy. <laughs> that leads into something else I saw this week. What'd you see this week? Blade. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I rewatched Blade. My son oh. had never seen it, so. Technically, oh, it's one that I have seen. I haven't seen it for 20 years. So. Oh, I love Blade so much. So we're going to call that my, my classic that I haven't seen, at least for a while. I could I could still get in a headspace that when people say, what's your favorite Marvel movie? I will, I can easily say Blade. I love that There's movie There's a so lot much. of good fighting in it. The special yeah. effects are not good. I mean, dude, it was, <laughs> it was, in, it was in the right. wrong part. Yeah, I'm everything, definitely not holding that against the movie. Just about everything that had CGI right. in it, it was so bad at that time. But, I mean, there's still some cool stuff in there. You know, Chris Christopherson is Whistler is, is cool. Honestly, if you just take out the end where he slices Steven Dorff in half and he blows up, the special <sighs> effects are mostly fine, right? He cut... Well, First he cuts Steven Dorff in half and then he comes back together if you remember cuz he oh, yeah. had all the oh, yeah. all the power of the other vampires in him. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say Steven Dorff not good. He like, ain't no he ain't no Kiefer. No, not at all. Like I just kept watching and I was like he's like Western Family Ethan Hawke. He's Western Family. I There's think re- also I think also it's like they're ter- like could you please be Lost Boys Kiefer for this role and he just Doing best he can. For some reason, I always thought he was in that like, like a Ethan Hawke, you know, kind of mysterious guy. Just loves the act or the craft of acting. But then I started thinking, the only thing I know him from is Blade in those vaping commercials from <laughs> ten years ago. Isn't like in retrospect, do you feel like Blade is kind of a vaping commercial? <laughs> Blade, 
yeah, the vampires in Blade would definitely vape if we had vaping right now. If they could vape human blood, they would. Is there anything more that ages that movie than the bloodbath? Yeah, the bloodbath is pretty crazy. It, I mean, it's it's still effective. Like you watch it, and it's like that is an arrow. Just where think if you were the human in that scene that gets drawn there. So many movies had a rave scene, right? And probably like the rave scene in Blade, one of the top tier rave scenes in a movie. Mm-hmm. For because it ends in a and fight not being, and not being bad. Like right. it's a rave scene and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Take that and then like say the rave in. Uh, Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, that's Matrix Reloaded that's almost a slowed down the, rave, though, isn't it? Isn't it kind of like slow motion almost? There's a rave scene in Bad Boys. I can't remember if that's bad or good. I just oh, know that KMFDM is playing during it. Side note: Bad Boys Three looks horrible. Ah, uh, not for me, man. I, I like keep seeing the trailer. I like the for Bad it. Boys. I like the Bad Boys series. It's I'll like, take my knocks and lumps. I like Bad Boys. It looks like maybe it's just the way it's edited, but it looks like. Martin Lawrence is filming a different movie than everybody else. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to go look at it. Like it's it's Bad Boys. Is it Bad Boys for Life? Yeah, is that what Bad it's Boys yeah. for Life. I, it, you're gonna be you're gonna be hard pressed to get me to uh, to hate on Bad Boys. I like those. He's kind of the he's kind of the Danny Glover. I'm too I'm too old for this shit kind of character. And Will Smith, he still looks like he's. 25 yeah maybe 30 will smith hasn't aged he's just gotten probably a little bulkier yeah i mean that's how you he's filled in a little bit more that's how you can make movies like uh, gemini man but martin lawrence is now like oh wow i got glasses i can see it's like hd i'm like oh who wrote that (laughs) line oh my gosh yeah i so so blade (laughs) anyway blade blade so good Wesley Snipes is so I good. For, I forgot that his mom was still alive as a vampire. I think and I then might there's, have forgotten that because it's it's pretty inconsequential. Honestly, it's no, a it's not inconsequential because she like gets right up to him and she's like being all sensual with him and has like her lips right against his lips. And I was like, oh, that's his mom. Why? Who? Who decided that? Yeah. Ugh. I mean, it's it's almost as inconsequential as the woman who's in Blade is gone by Blade Two. Who was that woman? She was I, I strikingly beautiful. I haven't beautiful. seen it. Yeah, she's she's good. She's really good. Yeah, at it. and then she's t- Blade Two. She's gone. Yeah, I don't know what she ever did besides. I don't even that, know if they even reference her in it. Yeah, I don't know. But he's also in Russia at the end of Blade. <laughs> That's true. But the scene where they they take the lead vampire out to the beach and you make t- him wait. I am not going to let you refer to him as just the lead vampire. You say that man's name. I can't remember his You're name. You're talking about one Udo Kier. Okay. Yeah, I don't know his name. I just know he's in a ton of stuff. Yeah. But they take him out to the beach and they make him stand there through the sunrise. And they've got sunscreen on and yeah. then they put that the bicycle helmets on. It's really bad. It was really funny to watch. <laughs> one of the parts of the movie that I would like to not have happened was the, uh, the really fat vampire. Oh, yeah. What was, what was their name? It was like... Uh, I don't know. It was like Crystal or something. There's I don't just know. nothing really good about that part. Of the yeah, it was me. gross. It was gross. That's probably... Uh, the voice was horrible. <laughs> yeah, it has a weird squeaky voice. I'd be interested to go back and find out how much of the movie Blade is directly lifted from the Marvel stuff. Like stuff that... Like that character, the big fat one, is like, mm-hmm. well, we got to do that. It's a big part of the Blade lore. <laughs> when at the time, at the time, nobody cared. They could have just made it a chubby vampire. 
They did do a vampire like that in Buffy, which I think technically was probably after Blade, but I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, it it was still a fun watch. That reminds me, speaking of Wesley Snipes was a good Blade, but I was watching it, and I can't remember the name of the actor that's going to be the new Blade. And I I was just watching it kind of with the lens of seeing that guy from uh, from the Green Book. And Boucher Wright was Karen in Blade. Okay. I don't and, know that she and I'm not going to get you. Else. I'm not going to let you get away before we talk about Donal Logue. <laughs> oh yeah, and brief mention of Tracy Lords being in it. Who was Tra- was she? Wanna, she was. Uh, she was the for the blonde one. No, no, she was the okay. one. Then I don't even know who she was on there. We just know Tracy Lords, right? Yeah, I saw the name and I was like, but I don't know anything. I, I honestly don't know what she looks like. It was a name to put on. I don't think she was. She wasn't like important to the movie. Right. It was just a name to put on it. But Donald yeah. Logue. Donald Logue. Donald Logue put a pretty. He, he was. He was right in that movie. <laughs> I like him as an actor a lot, and I thought name, I, I really disliked that name character. Two which other is, movies what, with Donald Logue in it. Uh, he was in I, uh, I the Tower of Steve, but he was oh, also. Oh, you son of a. He's in uh, Gotham. He's great in Gotham. Oh, yeah? And then he had he had a Fox uh, TV show. I can't remember what it was called, but I, I liked it. It was like I can't believe you brought up Tao's. You haven't have you actually seen Tao of Steve? No, I just know that. I remember name? seeing uh, Siskel and Ebert uh, <laughs> do their. Uh, you know, criticizing of it. I'm going to let you get away with it because I'm the same way. I know there was a movie called Tao of Steve and I know that Donald Logue was in it. I know nothing else about it because that's a weird name. It's yeah. like that one, that one, uh, what's his book? Michael from the office. Uh, yeah, I know. I don't know who you're talking about. The only one, the Steve Carell, Steve Carell, the sleeping on pancakes movie. I have no idea what I can, uh, sleeping on pancakes, someone in real life. Oh, Dan in real life? Dan in real life. The only thing Never I know about it. that movie is he's like his head's laying on pancakes on the poster. <laughs> That's all I know about that. They're pillowy. I guess. They're fluffy and I pillowy. assume he's depressed because he's straight faced laying on pancakes. I guess. I I can't I kinda wanna see the one where he thinks he's an action figure, but I don't know, it kinda looks sad too. I, I, I that movie to me. I can't remember what the name is. That movie to me is like, well, we wanted to make Walter Mitty, but Walter Mitty already got made, so could yeah. we is Which I didn't cool? like. I didn't ever see that. I didn't think it was good. Like the old Walter Mitty, he had like a really vivid imagination. This Walter Mitty, it was like he was imagining things that could happen in real life most of the time. What, do, what is the? What do you mean the? What is the old Walter Mitty? It had a. Uh, gosh dang is, it! Is the whatever life of Walter Mitty is that a remake? Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yeah. Is that a remake? Yeah. Who's it, in the? It was a. Uh, oh my gosh! I can't remember his name. He was in White Christmas. Yeah, you know. Danny Kay. Danny Kay. Oh, Kay. wow. That's was Danny way Kay. back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I'll be doggone. Tao of Steve in theaters. Tao of Steve. The Tao of Steve 2. More Tao than ever. You're going to make the jump to Blade 2 now. Yeah, that's, that's the idea. Also, original Blade, we've got to pay respect to the greatest line in all of cinema. Oh, which one? There, I mean, there's lots of great lines in the, in the Blade. I, the the ice skating one. The that ice line, skating one. So, some MFs are always trying to ice skate uphill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so great. So dope. Means nothing. Love it. Are you going to make the jump to Blade 2? Yes, and probably Blade 3 after that. So. Blade Trinity, 
I never saw it. Blade Trinity is just almost universally regarded as trash, and largely because there are movies... They're not movies. There are, there are uh, a lot of things out there about how, you know, like, um, Wesley Snipes was combative on that movie. Hmm. He... Things like he, you know, he... You had to refer to him as Blade. He wouldn't come out of his trailer. <laughs> uh, I kind of like that, actually. <laughs> but but not in a. F- it's not. In a I didn't. Way. I didn't have to deal with it. <laughs> I so mean, I like hearing about it ten years later. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, you're like supposedly he wouldn't do lines like uh, what's his name uh, Ryan, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds was doing a lot of the lines that were supposed to be for. Oh, for really? Wesley Snipes because he <laughs> wouldn't come out of his trailer. That's weird. Yeah, I'll, I'll see it. But Blade, it was good. I mean, I don't think people give Wesley Snipes enough credit for how cool he was in that movie. I am definitely not one of those people. Right. <laughs> I but, love that movie. I mean, so when much. Black Panther came out, there was so much. Finally, we have a, a a black lead in a Marvel movie. It was like, well, Wesley Snipes was pretty dang cool as Blade. And you're right. I think when people say you know, a Marvel movie have this. We're just, t- we're talking strictly Iron Man forward. Like, yeah, no, I that's get what, it. When people say that, that's what they mean. But I don't know. Go watch blade. There's some silly stuff in there, but Wesley Snipes, you buy as blade for it's for the time that it came out. It is relatively unhokey. But like I was, I was mentioning that I can't remember the actor's name. He's in green book. Uh, he's, he's the new blade. And I was, when I was watching it, it was, through the lens of what is this guy going to look like as Blade, and this, I think he's I think this guy's going to be pretty dang cool too. Yes, I think he's yeah, I think good. I think it'll be cool. It'll live and die. It'll live and die. Some by what does Disney let it be? Wouldn't it be cool if they made Wesley Snipes Whistler? Sure. Yes. Hell let yes. It, let him grow his hair out. <laughs> Maybe get get a knee brace. Let I'm, him be kind of surly. Well, I told you I wasn't. Uh, I am in the midst of watching uh, Dolomite is my name, mm-hmm. and Wesley Wesley Snipes is so far Wesley. Really I didn't want to talk Wesley. I'm sorry, <laughs> I've got a case of the Belvedere's. Wesley, Wesley. Um, I didn't want to talk a ton about it because I'm not finished with it. But right. Wesley Snipes is real good in it as well. Yeah, as I need to watch Eddie it. Murphy. I but need to watch it. I we'll kind of want to. I want to watch the original one. one. Yeah, I, I, and it's I, on I Prime. That. And. Watching that may certainly inform how I feel about, <laughs> you know. I think I would watch the the new Eddie Murphy one first for yeah. me. Yeah, that's what and I'm saying. And then go back and watch the going other Going back and watching it, certain scenes and stuff will, like, because I, I guess I don't know how out-and-out out factual they're trying to be with his biography versus, you know, I, I don't know if it's, you know, if it's trying to be straight with the facts or if I'm watching, mm-hmm. you know, their, you know, the Braveheart version of the Dolomite story. <laughs> So we'll see. Uh, so I mentioned I went. I took my wife to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Are you curious about the the ten extra minutes? Oh, okay, sure. If I went to see it again just for the ten extra minutes, I would be really disappointed. But I was going to see the movie that I love, so I was fine with it. At the beginning, there's a there's a commercial for Red Apple cigarettes, and there's a commercial for Old Chattanooga beer. <laughs> Okay. Bring home a can of Southern do get, hospitality. Do you get some cameos out of that? Or? Uh, there's James Marsden as uh, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. 
He doesn't yeah, have a I mustache yet, though. How's J- is James Marsden any good with that? I mean, he's, I can, it's 10 seconds. I can foresee a world where James Marsden could do a good Burt Reynolds. I don't think he was really doing a Burt Reynolds impression. It was just... Whoever the guy who's doing Steve McQueen is dead on Steve McQueen. That guy is from Homeland. Yeah? I can't remember his name right now. He's doing my head, an excellent... In my estimation, yeah. he's doing a very good Steve McQueen. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then at the end... They kind of just bookend the movie. Nothing in the movie changes. It's it's exactly the same. And then at the end, there's a an extended scene from Lancer. You get some more uh, Luke Perry with Timothy Oliphant. Oh, so you no, get you know I want the Oliphant. If you're if you're you know you're a Luke Perry fan since he passed away this year. I mean, there's a little bit more Luke Perry in there. So, and he gets to he gets to play with Oliphant a little bit and show a little bit more character than he did in the actual movie where. Yeah. He's just kind of standing there getting yelled at by DiCaprio. Yeah. In this, he's, it's kind of brotherly back and forth, and it's funny. And then there's a scene. It's an extended scene from uh, Bounty Law, <laughs> starring Rick Dalton. And it's the scene with Michael Madsen, but there's more to it. And then it turns into a red, another Red Apple cigarette commercial at the end of that. Is Michael Madsen a good actor? Or is he just someone who is really I think fortunate? he's a good actor. Is he just someone who's really fortunate that he's friends with Quentin Tarantino? No, I think he's a good actor. I think he's a very troubled person. Or wait, no, no. Who did you... Wait, who did you say? Michael. I said Michael Madsen. Oh, no, Michael... Who's the other person? I'm not thinking of Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen I love. Who's the person I'm thinking of that's also in a lot of the that stuff? I don't know. He... He looks like a slightly older, heavier Michael Madsen. <laughs> uh, Tom Sizemore? No, no. No, you, I no, always got right. them confused. Of, God, I, just uh, Michael Madsen and Tom Sizemore are two of the guys. No, Tom Sizemore, great. Michael Madsen? Eh. I think he's a good actor, at least in this. So it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a, a total, I'm going to give it away. But it turns into like, a bounty law brought to you by Red Apple Cigarettes. And then up on the screen, it goes, and Twinkies, America's favorite treat. And then it's the end. Okay. It was just funny that Twinkies came up yeah. after cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. I will, and that w- I will say, most times when a movie says, and extra footage, there's a good reason why it got cut out. Right. They well, I heard Lord of the Rings where they just could not make that right. much movie. I heard that he actually filmed about a four hour movie. Hmm. And eventually, like uh, The Hateful Eight, I haven't watched it all the way through yet. I'm still working on it. But there's two different versions (laughs) on Netflix. There's the theatrical version, and then there's like a four-hour version where they break it up into hourly episodes. So you get all that extra thing. And there's there's a rumor he might do that with Once Upon a Time on Netflix, too. I was not a big fan of Hateful Eight. It's coming... Some okay performances. Yeah. Worth watching for some good performances, but as an overall movie, just didn't care for it a lot. Right. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will be out on DVD and And Blu-ray and and 4K December 10th, so I'm excited for that. Good times, man. You going to pick up a copy of that? Yeah. You buy? You still buy physical media much? I do. Not as much as my son. My son buys tons of them, and he's he's 19. You get the digital codes with those? Yeah, those? I very rarely ever put them in, to be honest with you. <laughs> I try to do that whenever I can, just because... I just don't think about it. I don't I don't use physical media a lot. Every once in a while, I'll buy one that I... For, you, know, you don't get uh, a lot of special features anymore with your mm-hmm. digital copies, so every once in a while, I'll buy right. one, and then it's like, okay, well, I can add one more to the to the Voodoo. I still buy Blu-rays, and my like I said, my son buys a ton of them. 
I've gotten to a point where I want as little physical media in my house as possible just because all it does is take up space. I get what he's doing because he is really into movies, so he wants to collect yeah. it. Like yeah, When I was in time. my 20s, it was you wanted to collect CDs or uh, people got back into vinyl and have these vinyl collections. And I wanted to collect like every single clamshell VHS Disney movie and stuff like that. You know, I remember going through that. <laughs> Every once in a while, I consider like it would be fun to be vinyl guy, largely because if I had vinyl, it would force me to sit in a room and only listen to something. Right. As opposed to I can carry this little thing around in my pocket that I can do everything while I'm kind of half listening to. That's the thing is I got a record player and I got all of my parents' old vinyl. They let me have them. And I never use it because all I have to do is say, Alexa, play whatever. And then it's instantly playing it. Well, it's, you know, just like I said, of uh, that, that new Nick Cave, my friend Dan's really into it. And he was talking to me about how amazing the lyrics are. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm usually at work or I'm busy while I'm listening. So I just don't, I, I don't give myself the space to absorb, like, the lyrical content. Right. I'm just, I'm paying attention to, to beat, to rhythm, to things like that. And like, do I like it? Do I like the sound of his voice? I've been meaning to listen to that, actually. I. Yeah. I've took taken your advice. It wasn't available to download for some reason on uh, Amazon Music. Oh, yeah, huh? But you could listen to it. Boy, I'd like just not uh, download it. If you if you want to like get the Nick Cave experience, um, I will say I got into him based on the album Murder Ballads. It's mm. a brutal album of like murder stories. So <laughs> you know, hey, give it a try. Uh, Boatman's Call would be probably a really good place to start. That's you know a little more of a mixture of more of like he's, I'm making I'm making music. I'm not necessarily making folk songs. Right. And then like I I would I would kind of say if you want to get that experience, listen to something like Boatman's Call where he's making music. And his last two albums, Skeleton Tree and Ghost Teen, it's a lot more synth heavy, and the lyrical the way he's singing is way more stream of consciousness. So hmm. yeah. yeah, I'm gonna give it a shot. That's cool. I read a blog of his that I really liked the other day. It's from his blog, and it was somebody asking about... Was it about his son's death? No, it was about... Because, man, that one is really powerful. I'll have to go read that one. It was basically the question was, how woke are you? And it was him him talking about, like, all of the, you know, people on the far right and the far left and them fighting with each other back and forth. And basically, they're all suffering from self-righteousness, and that's kind of... One Nick of the biggest Cave. problems in the world today. Nick it's, Cave is a pretty self-righteous guy. Well, yeah, I've seen probably. him in concert, and I'll tell you what, Nick Cave really loves Nick Cave. I I don't know that much about Nick Cave, but I do know reading this, it was level-headed and eloquent, and I was like, wow, this is really good. He's definitely eloquent. I'd like to read that because his early albums have a lot of a lot of the kind of folksy story songs that he writes mm-hmm. feature a lot of violence toward women mm. like there's a there's a big theme of violence toward women in his early music so i i'd at least be interested in what he has to if some someone could ask him like hey man you wrote a lot of music about women being brutally murdered like how do you now that you've gotten older what do you think cuz he stopped he stopped doing it he well, definitely that's good. stopped doing right. it right so something caused him to say, hey, I don't think I want to write this music anymore. So I'd, I'd be interested to know what he thinks about that. Yeah. I mean, that's you could like, pro- it's, it looks like you can ask him questions on his blog. 
maybe maybe that's I, I something should, for someone who loves Nick Cave. I should there. definitely read that. But he, uh, he I, I thought I'd talked about this maybe already. But he, his his son walked off a cliff, right? And they, that's kind of where you get some of Skeleton Tree, but definitely Ghost Teen is that. And he wrote up. Someone asked him about that, and he wrote a really beautiful thing about, you know, about whether or not you believe in ghosts, sort of conjuring, creating these people, and talking to them is really important for your, for getting through the grief. He wrote, he just writes a lot of stuff about like, hey man, I. So is it like real metaphor or like real ghosts he believes in, or just he just the memory of a person? Basically, what he says, and I'm super paraphrasing, is I talk to my son all the time, though he may not be there. He fathers me and shepherds me through my grief, even whether or not he's there. Uh, my wife talks to him in her dreams all the time, even though he may not be there. And he just talks about like grief is something our, uh, the human body creates ghosts in his opinion, I guess, hmm. creates ghosts in their mind. And real or not, they're very important because right. that to you, that person's still there. And to you, you, if you really love this person, you can kind of noodle through what they probably would tell you or advise you or things like that. And it's, it's a really beautiful, it's hmm. a really beautiful letter that he writes about grief. It's like a two part about grief and about, hey man, I talk to my son all the time. It doesn't matter if he's there or not. It's, it's been really, it's been a way that he gets through it. That's interesting. Yeah, I'll definitely read that. So. Hmm. Um. Anything, any uh, other <laughs> media you've consumed this week? Uh, you know, I've week? been doing stuff. I mean, I want to talk about that uh, John Witherspoon died, like, yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. I've read tweet after tweet after tweet of, you name it, most famous comedian you've ever heard of is tweeting about John Witherspoon today and how great of a person he was and how when they were starting out, they opened for him and he treated him great and he bought him dinner and just couldn't have been any nicer to him. So, I mean, that take take all the movies and stuff all, and TV shows. Just, a good guy. just that is an amazing legacy to have all of these people speaking so so highly of you. From the movie Friday cuz look man, if you if you put me up against a wall and said, "Look, we're not going to let you go until you give us a list of your favorite <laughs> movies of all time and it has to you can't just name off movies. This has to be true." Man, <laughs> Friday is going to be way up there. Is it the there first one? Or, yes, the first one. So you, he's not in the second one? I think he's in all three of the Friday movies. Which one is it where he, he cannot find a bathroom? <laughs> I don't know. Like Friday. Uh, that next, is the most. Next Friday and Friday <laughs> after next are two movies that I think I only saw once. Because they're, they're pretty big steps down from OG Friday for me. When he's trying to find the bathroom, that is one of the most. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, when you, when you're feeling nervous and uh, anxiety, yeah, it's, it's like an tense, anxiety tense. triggering <laughs> thing for me to think about not being able to find a bathroom. <laughs> I posted, uh, I can't remember if I put this up on Facebook, but, uh, was it the compilation of him eating in movies? Oh, I haven't seen it. <laughs> Someone twi- tweeted out, they made a, a compilation of John Witherspoon eating in movies. It's just like <laughs> from the first time you see him, like ice cube walks in the room and he's got, he's eating, he's, he keeps picking his teeth and eating more. He goes, every time I'm in the kitchen, and it cut, it'll cut back to Ice Cube, and he's just mouth agape looking. You in the kitchen, in the goddamn refrigerator, eating up all, like, every moment John Witherspoon is in that movie is 
the best. He's just a character. He's so funny. Yeah. Stuff about like being a mailman, like sitting on the toilet trying to get Ice Cube <laughs> to be a mailman. God. I like forgot I said, he was a mailman in that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can relate. You ever had a dog bite your ass? <laughs> no. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but just like, uh, again, there are days, because I... When people ask me what's your favorite movie, that's a hard thing for me because I love lots of movies. Mm -hmm. And trying to nail it down to what's your favorite movie, like, man, what are you talking about? Like, you know, like, this movie is my favorite crime movie. This movie is just my favorite Tarantino movie. Like, I, I, on different days, I just love these movies. And there are days where I could definitely tell you Friday is my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> Easily. It's, it, you know, uh, some of my best friends... Anytime we get together, at least 30 to 40% of our conversation is going to be Friday quotes because it's we're all just so in love with this movie that's so good, so funny. It's where Bye Felicia comes from. It's where Bye Felicia comes Bye from. Bye Felicia. Yeah. That, they, <laughs> did you see uh, Straight Outta Compton? Str mm. They give you possible... No, I haven't. They give you possible Bye Felicia origins. Oh, really? It, either oh, wow. that or it's just a reference. Yeah, I never saw Straight Outta Compton. I like that movie a lot. I think it's real good. O'Shea Jack... It's never know? streaming anywhere, right? What's his son's name? I think I think Ice Cube's It's O'Shea real. Jackson. Yeah, it's Jr. O'Shea Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I saw really him in something recently. Was it that new Godzilla movie? Yeah, that's what it was. It's not a good movie. He's good though. I like it. I mean, I there's parts I don't like, but for the most part, I did not care for King of Monsters myself. I liked it all right. But uh, yeah, hey man, like all right, and that's the thing. I mean, he was 77. That's that's fine. Yeah, I mean everybody. But you just wants to live to be a hundred, but you just hate to hear about and it's not like I've seen anything recently. Right. But you just hate to hear about not only someone who was anytime I was watching something, John Witherspoon popped up, I was like, All right, this movie's great now. Right. And then to hear about he was just he was one of the real ones. He was a genuine mm -hmm. good guy. Yeah, it sucks whenever you lose somebody good. So yeah. rest in peace, John Witherspoon. Yeah, R. I. P. Uh foot up a dog's ass in heaven all day. <laughs> I think we should talk about the Lion King. I saw the I saw the new Favreau Lion King. All right, hit me. You know what? I liked it. Is it amazing? No. And some of the voices don't match up as much. I don't know. It's like you can tell that they fill, or they recorded the voices differently and some of them seem more muddled and some of them seem more clear. That's that's my biggest gripe is the recording of the audio of the voices. But as far as like, I know a lot of people were talking about uh, they didn't have enough expressions on their face, like the animals and stuff. And they're not like cartoonish expressions, but they do express emotion. You do get sim like when Mufasa dies. Spoiler alert, everybody! Uh, if what you now? didn't see the cartoon, when Mufa Mufasa. When Mufasa, uh, Simba's dad, dies. And Simba, the, Simba has a dad? Yeah. The little kid that does the voice, you can hear, like, I don't know, this little kid, I don't even know who it is, but he obviously he's a good actor because you got the Oh, you mean Jonathan panic. Taylor Thomas, right? It, was, it wasn't Jonathan Taylor Thomas, I don't think. I mean, maybe it was. I doubt it. But you could get the emotion in his voice of the panic of, oh, my gosh, I my dad isn't waking up, you know, that kind of thing, like a little kid really would. I thought it was a, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was almost word for word the other movie. There was a lot of uh, repeated lines and stuff like that, but which I don't know. I don't need I don't need a, a shot for shot remake when when they do these remakes. 
but it was enjoyable. I watched, I liked it. So, All right, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, not a uh, not not doing a lot of work these days. It was a uh, scar was Chittlewell. Chidwell Odafor. Odafor. He was good. Chidwell Odafor. He was good as Scar. I mean, he's in Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. He's oh, really? a peaceful fae. Uh-huh. I really, really like Jeremy Irons as, as Scar. He's probably one of my favorite <laughs> Disney you don't villains. Have to say Scar. I love Jeremy right. Irons. So it's hard to like stack it up next to that, but he did a good job. And Donald Glover did, did a good job. I. Honestly, I didn't hate Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner like I thought I would, hmm. but it wasn't as good as the John old Oliver? Timon and Pooh. John Oliver was fine. He was he was just fine. They were all just fine. <laughs> it was a good movie. I'm not saying it was a great movie. <laughs> John Favreau's was Lion King, just fine. It was it was fine. Yeah, that's that's my review. Speaking it was, it was of Jeremy fine. Irons, you know what is really I'm really enjoying. I don't know. Man, I really dig Watchmen. Oh, is he in it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Jeremy Irons. Uh, I am I am somewhat thinking that Jeremy Irons doesn't know he's in a show, that they're just filming what goes on at Jeremy Irons' house on an early basis. <laughs> uh, hey, he's like, where's the margarine? Um, Watchmen is extremely intriguing. Is conf- I would, Confusing isn't the right thing. It's just like... A lot of people are saying it makes no sense. Like, I think that's the point. I think the point is you're going to watch nine to 12 episodes of something. But by the end of it, if you've been paying attention, you go, oh, I get it all now. Does this exist completely outside of the movies? This is a, a uh, from what I understand, the Watchmen TV series is a continuation of the comic. Where okay, the movie is a fairly... Um, fairly devoted adaptation to mm-hmm. Alan Moore's work. There are a couple of there are a couple of changes that uh, the the TV series is saying like the stuff that happened in the comic is what we're going based off of. The couple of like you saw the you saw the Watchmen movie, correct? No, I never saw it. I mean I don't know what to say about the Watchmen movie. The comic I read probably eight or nine years ago, and it's it's brilliant. Hmm. Alan Moore is the grouchiest MF on the planet, <laughs> the grouchiest, most dismissive sourpuss. But man, he is so brilliant. His writing is unfathomably brilliant. Hmm. Brilliant. Hmm. Like pick up some Alan. So Moore. brilliant people are grouchy. Seemingly. Seemingly. You get um, you get a uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Alan Moore's Watchmen, I would, I think it would be hard to read now and get the same thing off of it because its bones have been picked clean of like referential material or themes. So if you read, I I feel like if you read Watchmen now, you could definitely look at it and go like, wow, this is really smart. It would probably be kind of boring because it's a lot weirder than most comics that you would mm-hmm. read. Uh, but also you'd probably read it and go like, well, I mean, this is Will Trod territory for what I've seen now. Just but but it you know it started it all right. Um, the movie, I it follows the comic almost religiously, but I also thought the movie was pretty boring. I think I saw like ten or fifteen minutes of it once. Yeah. Oh, hey. I have seen part of the end too because I remember uh, uh, Doctor Osmus or whatever his name is. Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, Doctor Manhattan and his, his Wang. Ozymandias, who uh, Jeremy Irons is portraying. Oh, really? Yeah. 
So he's a much older version? Yes. How old? Because isn't he supposed to be like super like immortal almost? No, that's Dr. Manhattan, the blue guy. Oh, okay. Old blue dicks, we call him. Okay. Now, that's a different character. Ozymandias, and look, I'm going to tell you, it's been eight or nine years since I read it. I think he was just a super smart scientist guy. Hmm. But right. that's, this is going off of, I know that he orchestrated the thing that happens at the end of the, at the, the big thing that happens at the end of Watchmen, which is different in the movie than it is in the comics. And there are things happening in the Watchmen TV series that seem to be a continuation of that. Hmm. Interesting. But it's very intriguing. It has lots of cool performances. It's, it's got, HBO, right? Yes. It's got uh, Tim Blake Nelson in it, who I love, but you don't really see his face. Uh, who is he? He He's a character that is referred to as Looking Glass. So he's not Rorschach. No, Rorschach. I know of Rorschach. Uh, I'm going to... I'm gonna. That was Jackie Earl, Jackie Jackie Earl, Earl Haley. Haley. He's very good. Jackie Earl Haley is great as that character. I'm going to spoil it a little bit that uh, by the end of Watchmen, Rorschach is dead. Aww. Okay. Yeah, poor Rorschach. Poor Spoiler. hateful vigilante Rorschach. And then there's an owl guy, right? Yeah. he That character has not popped up in the show yet. Isn't he... Is, He's the abusive one, isn't he? Doesn't no. he hit uh, uh, Malin Ackerman's character? If I remember correctly, you're maybe or thinking was it of the, the, the comedian. The comedian is yes. the abusive one. Boy, okay. the comedian's a real, real turd. <laughs> and he dies at the very beginning because I remember seeing that. I think That's how the, it starts, right? If I remember right? correctly, watch, original Watchmen is based around the murder of the comedian. I think. Hmm. But uh, uh, Regina King, who is in Friday... Is kind of the protagonist of the TV series. She's really uh-huh. good. Louis Gossett Jr. is very old, and he's in it. Louis Gossett Jr.'s Lewis in it? Louis Gossett Jr. is in this it. damn shark's mother? Yep. He is <laughs> in it. Uh, Don Johnson is in it. What? Okay. I keep seeing clips of this uh, red-faced woman. Who's red-faced that? Red-faced woman? Yeah, it's like it's like a... I, I assume it's a mask. Red-faced woman. And she's got like a hood on. No, it's black. That's a Regina King character. It might, it might have. Shown oh, it looked you like, like she was wearing all red, including that, that a red mask. That, it, that might have been that it was either she was in a different light or okay, or just stylistically they were showing like a shader thing. Okay, no, that, she wears all black and then has a black streak across her eyes. And what is her character? So, the the premise and the premise is that police are police are as a job not allowed to show their face. There was an huh. incident that happened. At least in this small area. I don't know. In honor of uh, John Witherspoon, let's call them the police. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm maybe not watching it close enough to make all the calls on this. I know that there was an incident where, at least in this particular area, um, uh, this group that, that, that sort of immortalized uh, Rorschach, a white supremacy group, went and attacked all the police in an area. So from henceforth, they all hide their faces and hide their identities. Mm-hmm. And that's part of... And there are three characters. There's Looking Glass, Red Scare, and her that I I think her character is referred to as like Shade or Shadow or something like that. Okay. That they all have like like Red Scare is a Russian guy who wears a red like ski mask. And he's a big guy. <laughs> and then Looking Glass, the uh, Tim Blake Nelson character, he has a mask that's like reflective like a mirror. Interesting. And I haven't established... In watching it, I haven't really established why they're so different. Like other... Other police are just plainclothes police that wear yellow masks. And I haven't established why they... I don't know if that means that they're detectives or something that <laughs> denotes their station. They get a different mask? I don't know. Weird. I don't know. It hasn't... I don't think it's really said. 
but it's it's pretty neat. A lot of intrigue. I'm definitely interested in finding out more about it. But I'm, all right, I'm having a blast with it. I don't care if it all makes sense right now. Guess if I ever get the HBO, is it now or now or? There's HBO Go, HBO Now, and soon HBO Max because Max you, is that the one they're got to have more stuff to subscribe to, my bud. That's the one that they're going to do with all the Warner Brothers stuff, right? I guess. Okay, I'd Travis, consider getting that. I, Travis, I'm just so thirsty for more things to subscribe to. I wish more things would make it so I could subscribe to them. I know my son's like. Soon they're all just going to start bundling together, and it's going to be like cable again. It's all. It's just all <laughs> going to be Disney. Yeah, maybe. And, maybe. You, and you can buy Disney Disney. You can buy HBO Disney. You can get the you know like Warner Brothers HBO or the Warner Brothers HBO Disney package. Since we're talking about Disney, you said you did not see the Mandalorian trailer, right? Because you're, you're purposely you know avoiding it. Speak to it. Speak to it as much as you want. I didn't see it because I. I as much as I am. I'm having evolving troublesome feelings about Disney. Like, look, man, that I really want to see that show, and I'm going to watch it. The but, man- but I want to watch it so much now that I'm just I'm comfortable not knowing, not watching trailers. I'm stuff, not going to give much away, except that it looks awesome. Looks it cool. really looks really good, and also Bill Burr is in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You told me that. I was like, what? <laughs> it's bananas to see Bill Burr in Star Wars, but I think it's really cool. He's my favorite comedian working right now probably Attell and Bill Burr, but uh, if they can get Dave Attell in, <laughs> in if, if not Star Wars, one of the Marvel projects. You know, D- Dave Attell, Dave Attell could play a character. Dave Attell could just start doing the spots that uh, Stan Lee would do. He's just new Watto. New Watto. <laughs> hey, we, we made a new Watto and he's not kind of weirdly racist-y this time? Uh. You haven't seen David tell stuff from the 90s, I guess. <laughs> Dave, this is, wait, wait, Dave. No, no, no. It's funny. Oh. It's jokes. But it, the series looks really good. I cannot wait. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be real fun fast. I'm going to watch it all in a weekend and then be like, okay, now what? Crap, I've got No, they're, they're releasing thing. them one at a time. Oh, are they doing the... Yeah, it's going to be one a week, so that'll slow you down. <laughs> I've been with you. I, I've been against you on the whole, like, I, I wish they'd... Uh, release things all at once but keeping him i get i guess i'm getting more how it's important to stay in public consciousness and when you release everything all at once people can only talk about it for a week right where every every week for however many episodes if it's 10 episodes people are gonna go did you see the new mandalorian it would be nice to have that freedom to watch all of it if i want but i guess i get it well you can wait until they're all out and then binge them all (laughs) what what kind of monster does that I don't know. I'm thinking about doing it with Supernatural. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to binge it, Wait, though. We gonna... talked about it on a, an older oh, you're, episode. Oh, you thinking about but... waiting until you've got everything? Wouldn't you worry that, like, especially it's the, fi- it's the final season, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you worry that you'd accidentally find out about someone? I don't know. They're surprises? either going to live or they're going to die. <laughs> but how they live and how they die. That's true. That's true. I'll probably watch what it. What if one of them has a baby? A baby? A baby. What if one of them goes to their bar in Austin and assaults their employees? Did that happen? Or yeah, something? Jared Padalecki got arrested. Walker, Texas Ranger? <laughs> yes. When did this happen? Like a couple days ago. Why would he be that guy? I don't know. He has a bar. I, I would imagine he went there and saw his employees embezzling money or running it irresponsibly. Or, like Jesus through the markets? I, yeah, I think I think so. I think he, he went full Dalton. <laughs> He's like, you You don't have the temperament for this job. Oh, man. Start throwing people out. Weird. 
I guess I think uh, he punched a couple guys, and it wasn't like he shot him or anything. But is it? I guess it's sometimes it's just it's the one you know, like uh, Xander from Buffy is the one who's like a train wreck all the time, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's had some uh, issues with substances though. Hmm. Look at this IMDb. There's a uh, Jojo Rabbit ads everywhere. I need to find out where that is and go see it this week. Oh yeah, my son's gonna go see it. I Cameron, see that real he's bad. gonna go watch it. <laughs> I love Taika Waititi, man. Yeah, dude's cool. It should be and good. That's a, that is going to be a real cool performance. Absolutely. So Hitler. Yeah, it's good old. It's finally Hitler. time. Silly Hitler. So just a, another news article or news piece I saw. Uh, they're going to spin off from Supergirl. It's going to be Superman and Lois. Okay. Is that all it is? Yeah, basically. I. Like I don't think that Superman character is very interesting to be honest with you. I Supergirl's way more interesting and likable. The guy they've got playing the Superman, he's fine. I mean, whatever, but he's When you when I think of a Superman movie, I want to see Superman. I don't want to see Clark Kent. I'm going to unless unless it's like uh Christopher Reeves who's super charming and it's kind of fun to watch him play down and play the meek person knowing that he's you know, super strong, but this guy doesn't really play Clark Kent like that. He's like established reporter Clark Kent. So he's almost kind of like got the world in his palm of his hand. Weird. So it's not, it's not that dorky Clark Kent. Having, so. having not watched any of that, I see the picture of that guy as Superman and it looks like the guy you'd see in front of man's Chinese theater dress as Superman waiting for pictures? Yeah, I'm interested to see him standing next to Brandon Routh, who actually played Superman in Superman Returns and is like yeah. six foot four. Yeah. I've got a picture with him. He was like at, at a fan X and he towered was, above you. Yeah, he's like two to three inches taller than me, and I'm huh. six foot two, six foot three if yeah, I'm you're, wearing you're boots. Big dude. You're a big dude. So yeah, I don't think this guy is nearly as tall as the kingdom come superman brandon ralph <laughs> i never really thought of that of the varying heights of a superman i mean when they're standing next to each other i think it's it's probably going to be noticeable unless he's standing on a crate yeah but i mean that's a weird thing to think about is i've never i guess i've never considered the idea of of like multiverse continuity does it mean they're all the same tall or no because they're different people completely different they're all people. clark kent they're all cal yeah. l man yeah, but I mean, they're obviously different actors, so it was different people that I mean, was born that way. Spider-Ham is definitely not as tall as Shelby Spider-Man. No, no, he's not. Interesting. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> I am interested to see how this whole uh, Infinite Crisis thing comes out. You have to let me know how it turns out. Because I, I kind of fell off of all of those shows, to be honest, at the end of last year, just because I got behind on the CW app, and I... I meant to watch them over the summer, but never got to it. So I never I got caught up on I think anything. That's where I got with the Marvel Netflix stuff is just like, at some point I I slipped a, like there's too much of it somewhere around Iron Fist. I slipped. I'm like I cannot catch up on all this. Right. There's just not there's not enough hours in the day if you have responsibilities to watch all this stuff. So no. yeah. And honestly, it's all kind of not as good as it once was. So it's really hard to keep watching when. You kind of just don't really care what's going on. Shows loop around, though. I mean, you're, as yeah. a big fan of Supernatural, I'm sure that there were slump seasons. With that many damn seasons, there's got to be slump seasons. Yeah, they? there definitely were. They just didn't have a great idea. And right. Three seasons later, like, oh, it's good again. 
I think, but with the Marvel or no, the sorry, the DC TV, it they all just got into these particular ruts where it's like the Flash always has to fight a speedster, or <laughs> Arrow al- always has to fight somebody that was trained in the the League of uh, League of Shadows, and Isn't it's just, like that sounds like he's just Arrow Batman, basically. Yeah, he basically is Batman, more or less. I've never, you know, I just, I I wouldn't say I don't know anything about DC continuity. I've never really followed Oliver Queen that closely. I haven't watched any of the Batwoman yet. I'm a little ashamed. <laughs> I heard the first episode got really good ratings and the second one dropped off. So I'm like, oh, I should probably I watch it. I would say it. this about that. Anything about Batwoman, how the hell would you know if it's accurate? Yeah, I don't know anything about like, the character, really. I feel like that show probably has so much... People who are criticizing it or lauding it, like how would you even how would you hear someone say, I think this about Batwoman and be able to extrapolate from that? Is it good or is this person just feel like they have to they have to either stan it because it's important or right. denounce it because it's they're they're afraid of it, I guess. I don't, I don't think they should have gave her a wig. I think that was weird. Why couldn't they just have her in a like the cowl like Batman wears? But they gave her this big long like fire red, fire engine red wig. I think that's I think that's a little bit of the character to throw people would. off a little. But I I for remember some, for some reason I thought I saw an animated thing with that, and that's just part of the character. I, she I doesn't know. have that hair, and that's a way of hiding her identity. I thought she kind of looked like Batman Beyond a little bit, like the costume. That's what I thought Batwoman looked like. Maybe I'm wrong, but Who's I thought it say? was more just kind of like sleek black costume with the you know the little bat ears. I don't remember ever seeing one with the wig. That, so. that, that's isn't that Batgirl? Because there's a Batgirl had Batgirl and blonde Batman. hair. Yeah, I know, I know. Cassandra Kane is Batwoman. No, Travis, let me tell you about Batwoman and Batgirl. Okay, let's hear it. There's one that's a girl, and one that's a woman. Okay, so it's just a matter of years. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Uh, what was that? Uh, uh, Britney Spears song. Uh, not, not still a girl, not yet a woman, or something like that. I just went back to "Girl, You'll Be a Woman," saying that's all girl, I went to. Bam, 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 bam. You'll be a woman soon. Pulp Fiction, correct? Y- yes. Yes. Sure. All right. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's talk a little Halloween. Should we talk a little Halloween? Did we? We got all the way away from that. Didn't yeah, we? that's what we were going to start on. <laughs> this is the Halloween episode. You're welcome. <laughs> We don't have a ton of time, but let's let's talk a little. Are you doing anything for Halloween this year? I don't think I am. Me neither. It's on a Thursday. A lot of people have already had their Halloween parties. Gabe's old enough now that that's just not really is. Yeah, my is kids there. are all teens and they don't really care about at, it. At the most, we'll maybe just tomorrow. Well, it's tomorrow, I guess. But yeah, at most, we'll maybe just sit down and watch a scary movie and be sad. We'll, we'll buy a bunch of Halloween candy and <laughs> give some to the two or three kids that come to our door. And We never have kids come to our door. If I drive by any trunk or treats, I'll flip them off and have at it. <laughs> trunk or treats? Everybody craps on trunk or treats, but I'll tell you what. I took my kids to a few trunk or treats, and you can get a buttload of candy in 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying is you get... Trunk or treats, I'm not a fan of. Like, I, I am sure, hey, some people, that's your situation. That's what you got to deal with. Right. You when talk, you have little tiny kids, it's pretty nice. There is, there's a specific thing that I don't necessarily need to go into that makes trunk or treats a little too easy in Utah. 
just that they hold him at the church? Uh, we don't need. I, Travis, <laughs> I didn't say that. Okay, but, but it's so convenient. But yeah, it is that. But here's the thing: like a it's lot a of families like- do, like family parties on how. Like my family usually does a family party. We're not doing one this year for some reason, but it was a great way to take the kids down. They get just like a huge sack of candy, and then we go to my brother's house, who goes all out with Halloween because he loves it, and he would decorate all over the place. And then we'd every we'd have like a chili contest. Everybody would bring chili, and we'd just eat chili. And then the kids could still go trick or treating, like the older ones, but the little ones have already got their candy, and they're See, good. Had, they're good for the night. I've had experiences of, um, you know, you try and hit a trunk or treat, and you get there at the end. And so your kid doesn't really have that experience. And they're like, well, you can hit some of the houses. And then you, I have had the experiences of going to houses and knock on the door and someone goes out and go, we just did the trunk or treat. We're not doing it. Oh, really? <laughs> no, you got to do both. If your porch light is on, you got to give out candy. Yeah. So I, I understand some people are in a situation where they need to do the trunk or treat. And I guess, I, I you know, you got to do what you can. But I, I come from, we didn't do, we didn't really do family parties. Trick-or-treating was king. Yeah, I remember as a junior high student just going around. That that was where I learned what my town really looked like was Halloween. Yeah. Because you never really went down a lot of these streets. I think I told you, we, there was a dude in my neighborhood who gave out comic books for Halloween. Oh, no, that's cool. I've got, I've got a copy of NFL Super Pro that was thanks <laughs> to that guy. I have... No, maybe I didn't get that there. Okay. No, I have some, I have some weird comics, but the... One I definitely remember is I had a copy of uh, the number one issue of NFL Super Wow, that's got to be worth something. No, no, it sure as hell doesn't, Trav. It sure as hell doesn't. The nice thing about trunk or treats is they usually do them pretty early while the sun is still up. Travis, I will give you one guesses of what the enemy was in NFL Super Pro, but you're only going to need none. It's either the referees... Or, let's see, is it Brian Bosworth is the enemy? It's not a real one. <laughs> that would be about the, the right time. I think it was it, it was someone like doing steroids, I believe. Like oh. someone doing a someone doing a quote unquote like a, a, a he 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 injected scud and it went all wrong scud. and he turned into a monster kind of thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Now people aren't afraid of steroids at all. That's why you see so many people walking around buff. Well we found like, out we found out the people that we thought were awesome were mostly all doing it. Yeah. I never did it myself, so I don't really know. All I know is I walk around L.A., and it looks like everybody got the Steve Rogers treatment. It's all like these nerdy guys that have roided up, and now they've still got like a nerdy face. But then they've got like these huge arms, and that's it. Just huge biceps. And like are chicken you, legs. Are you trying to endorse face steroids? Is that what I'm hearing? Travis no, face, I don't face endorse face steroids. Well, I mean, if you're going to do them, at least like inject some into your face and see what happens. Does I that guess. work? Can I don't know. Can you get Steve Rogers face? What if you turned into like the Hulk? I, I think Bruce Banner would encourage you that that doesn't work out very well. Yeah, that's why I never messed with steroids. Like I'm waiting for gamma rays. I want the real stuff. I don't want this Pez dispenser steroid stuff. Travis, you destroy towns. I want nut cluster. I just read Immortal Hulk. You go to hell and you've got floppy skin. You don't want it. I think, I I don't know. I'll take my chances. 
Travis Tate, face of face stirrers and face of taking them chances. <laughs> if I'm going to take something taking, that's going to hurt me, it's going to be taking, gamma rays. That's all I know. Injecting steroids into his face and taking gamma chances. Don't you love a in, Travis Tate guarantee? Speaking of Scud, don't you love when there's like some uh, made up drug in like a comic book? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is like the the name is always he's been injecting scaboids. <laughs> Oh, there was one on Arrow. I can't remember what it was called, but uh, a wrestler named Cody Rhodes was the one. He was like the they dealer. Have... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Cody... Cody and it would make is... people crazy. Cody Rhodes is if Cody Rhodes. Rowe of younger yeah, son. Yeah, he's younger son. He's yeah. uh, he's he was Stardust. Right? Yeah. And he's he was the one Stardust. that's now doing AEW, right? Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. He's kind of the. He's not the owner, but he's like the founder. He's kind of the face of. Yeah. Go, you go, Cody Rhodes. There's a guy named Tony Khan that kind of bankrolled it. I don't. I've heard AEW's like pretty good. I don't know. It's on TNT and it doesn't air on uh, Hulu, so I've never seen it. Hmm. So I don't know. I guess we'll see out there. SmackDown is on Fox now. How's that going? I think it's going okay. I don't know. I've I've seen a couple episodes on Hulu. I don't get. I don't pick up even Channel 13 on my TV. We've got antennas on our TV, but for some reason. Channel 13 comes in in the mornings, kind of, and then at nighttime, it won't come in at all. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's really weird. You can't watch Cops anymore? Oh, I never watched Cops even when everybody was watching Cops. You can't watch Babes? You can't watch... Do you remember Studs? Of... Yes. <laughs> Do you remember that show? Uh, was it... I think John Hamm was on Studs. I think he was on an episode of Studs. Yeah, yeah. it was hosted by Mark DiCarlo. I can... Wow, that's a that's quite a pull. <laughs> Uh, you said it was studs, right? Studs. Boy, what a... I don't know. I don't know what to say about studs. I mean, it seemed pretty creepy. That was what I got out of watching when John Hamm was... You know, young John Hamm was right. on, is that he kind of refused to be creepy. It was that super trashy TV, like uh, Blind Date. That was technically the 2000s, I think. Do oh, you man, remember like, Blind Date? Yeah, I mean, It was that I, I trashy it. I TV that. that we would all... like. I remember watching that with my wife. Watching that... Cheaters show where the guy got stabbed on a boat. Oh, I never, I never did see Cheaters. I haven't seen. I think that I've one. only seen that clip where the guy confronts him and then I think he gets stabbed. Blind Date was mainly like out of work actors and actresses, yeah, on that show, and so a lot of times they were just trying to push buttons just to see if they could get more airtime. That's, I think you find that out about. I mean that that's the conceit behind most reality TV is either it's out of work actors mm-hmm. or it's like real people. But like partway through the episode, a producer comes in and goes like, "Could you could you maybe make more out of this than there really is? Like we need drama." <laughs> Here's a spoiler, everybody. Most of the audiences you see at live tapings of shows yeah. are out of work actors. Yeah, yeah, and I've, they're getting paid like thirty five dollars to sit there. Some comedians talk about that. I have a friend who moved. His name's Marty Archibald. Marty, if you're listening, what's up, buddy? But he moved <laughs> to L.A. And now that's what he does. I don't know if he's even still doing stand-up anymore. He's a funny stand-up. He's got some funny stuff. But now he he just kind of is like a stand-in on TV shows, and he's making enough money to stay down there, and he seems happy. He's got himself pretty ripped. He's all muscular. You think it's face steroids? No. I I don't think he's taking any face steroids. I think he's... Gamma rays? I think he's just doing push-ups. Gamma push-ups? Gamma push-ups, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. And sit-ups. He's probably doing some sit-ups, too. I'm going to give him that. <laughs> You're going to give him the benefit of the doubt on yeah, that? One? Okay. Yeah. Maybe, you know, a, cr- maybe a crunch. Only it's only fair. He might have thrown in a crunch just to mix yeah. it up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Th- you throwing any Fosbury flops? 
I don't even know what those are. It's the, it's a uh, a high jump thing. Do you remember? Uh, I don't know how. Uh, like uh, you didn't play football, did you? No. Did you ever do the stretch where you put <laughs> that one? That is adorable. Travis. You put one leg over the other leg, and then you put your elbow behind it, and you push. And we would call those playboys. Okay. Because it was like a get, centerfold thing. I get where that comes from. Okay. <laughs> That was no, my favorite stretch. Either. Dude, playboys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we should probably wrap this up. All righty. I'm starting to like meander. Starting to fade? <laughs> Not fade, fade. Just meander. Okay. I'm okay. just going, remember this? Remember this? Remember this? You remember this? Remember this. Uh, let's do Magic Mike. Let's Since do Magic Mike. Since we're getting spooky, Halloween. I want to talk to Draclia. Draclia. All right. We can do that. All right. Are you ready? Uh, I got my garlic. You got your garlic. You're wearing a jacket that's got a collar on it. I suggest you might want to, might want to zip that up, just to get the temptation away. Okay, I've got, I've got the collar up. All right, <laughs> we're doing, <laughs> we're doing goofs now. The collar is up. Do you have any? Do you have any wood that you can make in the, the form call, of a cross? Yeah. Uh, well, just have to go with your fingers. Travis, I, I would ask you to not ask me if I've got wood. Do you have any silver? Do I have any silver? No, like, no, no, definitely You not. might no. want to grab a fork. Uh, a silver fork. Let me run around the studio and All see right. if I can find one. Oh, here's one. Oh, hey, There thanks. you go. There's a fork. Ooh, gross. <laughs> oh, yeah, Should've I used that. It first. All right, here we go. Strawberry shortcake. Ooh, hello. <laughs> hello, is this Draclia? It is me, Dracula. Oh, wow. Oh. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, I mean, we, you, you've been summoned. It is a pleasure to be here. So, we've summoned you via this microphone. Now. Oh, summoned. Vampires often need. So, does my email to you does that count as an invitation? It is. You have invited me into oh, your home. Gosh, damn, a Nosferatu. And as you know, I'm a vampire. Oh. Vampire. 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 Do you say vampire or vampire? I say vampire. Vampire. I don't say, hey, put out that fear or it will burn the house down. Get into my coffin. (laughs) Hey, come on over. Stay the night. Come on over to Peter Piper Pizza. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the Peter Piper Pizza. Yeah, yeah man. I was the, I was it was good, the pizza. What kind, of, what kind of pizza do you like? Hold you? the garlic. Ooh, that Boy, that's got to be rough on pizza. Purchasing. It is. You have to just, just crush tomatoes. Just crush tomatoes and cheese. Do you have blood on your pizza? I cannot get like your salamis or pepperonis because it has garlic in it. It's just infused in there? Yes. So what do you get, like a bologna pizza? Do you know how they make those things? They take the meat and the fat and the, <laughs> the ingredients. Are you, a, are you a, the, the Italian I was, vampire? I was an Italian Dracula. man before I turned into hey, Dracula. I come, uh, hey, I'm a walking here. It's the middle of the night. Do not uh, do not catch me in the daylight. I don't, uh, don't use the mirrors in your car. You're not going to be able to see me. I'm sorry. I'm being racist to you right now, Draclia. That's not racist. Yeah? Vampire is not a race. Isn't it? No, it well, is an upgrade. Well, but no, I, I mean, okay. I don't want to trigger you, but my friend okay. Travis watched Blade recently. Oh, Blade. Very accurate. Ooh. Don't they? <laughs> but, but like, okay, well, Draclia's had to come from somewhere, right? Yes. Isn't it? Is it like Blade We come or? from hell. Oh, really? Yes. How is hell these days? It's okay. Do you, do you visit often? Not very. I I got a postcard. 
postcard the other day. It's, it's still hot. <laughs> True enough. It's still hot. The weather out here is a bit uh, chilly. Yes, it's very, very cold. Yeah? Does that bother you? Colder than my core temperature. What Does it bother me? No. You're inside of a. I do warm, not feel cold or heat. You're inside of a warm human right now. What's That's that like? That's right. It's, you it's, haven't been in a warm body. It's for quite while. cozy. Well, actually. when you drink blood, is it does it kind of get warm for a while after you drink blood? Uh, just initially. Yeah. Yeah. Then it it just kind of cools back down by the time it hits my intestines. Ooh. I'm sorry, I don't want to think about blood digestion if that's cool with Intestine you. is my friend Frankenstein's don't son's want... name. Intestine. Exactly. You're putting me in a headspace where I'm thinking about blood farts, and that's really something I don't want to do. Yeah, you don't want to stand behind somebody as they blood fart either. He who smelt it dealt it. It's fun to fart when you're at a urinal, but not if you've been drinking blood. Uh. Uh, Blood farts. Who, who blarted? It looks like a Jackson Pollock painting. Oh, I wish I hadn't started this whole line of questioning. That's right, splatter. So, oh, jeez. Hey, look, man. So, what I was trying to ask is, is, so, is it like like Blade? I think they acted like there was sort of a race of vampires, and then they thought they thought less of the bitten. Yes, uh, there was the purebred vampires. They are the sons of the devil, I believe. Are you saying it's not that way? Uh, it can be. I was changed myself. I am not the original vampire. Who were you changed by, Draclea? It was a guy named Hal. Halclea? Halclea, yes. Excuse me. Do you have to go with the Clea? Is there like a Fred Clea? I mean, I know there's a Blackula. I mean, it's just kind of hacky at this point, but yes. I mean, a lot of people do have the... Claw at the end. The claw? The claw. I have heard there ain't no claws when you're drinking claws. There's like Count Chocula. There's just the Count from Sesame Street. Are you saying there ain't no law if you're Dracula? There's no law. It's a lawless society. Wow. If you're a vampire, you do what you want to do. They have blood-favored white white claw? You looked into that? I mean, it's just basically an old lady. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you just drink the blood of an old lady who has been drinking some wine and it's okay okay fair enough yeah as long as you're not over the the like 4.0 or whatever it is here oh you're saying that they, you still got to drive you got it you, you getting some of that thin utah blood yes God. damn the man i don't want to be over the limit yeah they're out there looking for you yes i already have too many strikes on my license oh dracula get yes. it over i should have just flown <laughs> It's so tiring turning into a bat. Boy, I'm I lose tired. I lose so many clothings that way. Uh, yeah, that is. I don't know, man. Like all the movies that I've seen, they poof and the clothes go away. You turn into a bat and the, the clothes somehow go. That's away. not reality. Dragon. Reality is the clothes fall on the ground and you never see them again. How do you feel about Leslie Nielsen's portrayal of Draclea? I mean, I have seen better, but it, it's a funny movie. Yeah. Yes, the scene where they're. They're staking the woman and the blood goes everywhere? That's actually that pretty movie. accurate. Yeah? You don't remember that? I don't think I I don't think I saw Dracula did. Oh, blood everywhere, friend. Oof. Yes. Oof oh, so much blood. It was like in Blade. Ah, uh, the bloodbath. The bloodbath. Blood it was like that. Little, get you a little horny? Uh horny, no. Hungry, yes. Oh, okay. Hungary. Hungary. Maybe where I'm from. I don't know. Ah, it's hard to remember. Say, I believe it was Transylvania. I am, I am thousands of years old. No, you live... 
you live in Transylvania, but that's not necessarily yeah, that's where not you're from, right? Exactly. I am from Hungary, but I live in Transylvania because they don't have state taxes. Yeah? Yes. You ever live in Castlevania? Castlevania? No. Too many people with stakes there. Uh, it's more of a whip whip currency <laughs> in, uh, in Castlevania. So, uh, Draculia, what are you working on these days? You got any projects you want to promote? Projects? Mostly, I mean, I'm always just writing my biography. It's It's getting longer by the day. But mostly just that, yeah. There's there's a lot of vampire projects. I they, they they bring me in, they pay me a lot of money as a consultant. Sometimes they listen to me, sometimes they don't. Who's to say? Who's to say? What is the title of your biography, Dracula? Dracula, dead and enjoying it. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, hey, look, you can be happy. Who who can take loving it all the time, right? Nobody can love things forever. Yeah. That's you not love. Know. That's obsession. You, you want to be healthy about it, right? Life Lessons from Dracula. That's my new podcast. Thank you. Oh, are you breaking news here? The Dracula, Dracula podcast? Yes. What's the title of your podcast? Life Lessons from Dracula. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, tune in. Well, Dracula, this has been a delight. It has, hasn't it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go. I'm going to cast you. Let's see. What am I going to cast you back to? I'm going to cast you back to the, uh, just to the coffin zone. What the hell? I've come to suck your blood. Nope, can't have it. I already sent you back. I'm back. Hey. I'm checking my mouth. There's no blood on there. That's good. Nope. You look, you look not pale. I fought him off with my charming good looks. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad that's so, all it took. We're safe this time. Whew. You never can tell with a Dracula. <laughs> you can never, you know what? Folk wisdom, you can never tell with a Dracula. They're hard. They're shifty. Yes, altogether oogie. <laughs> uh, so, Trav, Trav, we've come to the end of the road. Yes, Jake, we have. Uh, you got anything you're promoting? You do anything on the, in the upcoming? Um, off the top of my head, no. I'm usually doing doing some shows on the weekends at Wise Guys. Just trying to plan out when I'm going to go back to L.A. next year. I kind of want to go to New York. So, if anybody out there has been to New York, tell wow. me what they hit up. You're that's, looking that's for a, that now, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's... I mean, I need to dip my toe in the water and hey, see man, what's out there. That, you've been hitting that California. I was pretty impressed with that, like going to New York now. Ooh. Yeah, I got to get myself out there. I'm trying to get into clubs this year and things like that. So well, good. Keep us up to date. Just on ever expanding, not just my waist, but also my, my comedy reach. If you're out there and you want to keep us up to date on you, later to the tater at gmail.com is our email address. We like to keep up to date on our audience, right, Trav? Heck yeah. Give us your uh, your dates and deets. Uh, are you are you in New York? What? Tell we us. We have whatever. listeners in New York. We well, have listeners everywhere. Show thyself. Uh, if you have enjoyed this show, we would love it if you would subscribe to our podcast. Please rate us. Five stars is the prefer preferable. Uh, please write us a one-sentence review at the very least. Hey, do a novel if you want to, but just one sentence at least is going to get it for us. Word of mouth is a great way to get us out there. Yeah. So if you can't write a one-sentence review, say one sentence to your friend, and that sentence is, hey, man, I listen to this podcast. Check it out. Sorry, that was a run-on sentence. I don't care. I, I support it. Tell your friends to listen to this podcast. Uh, Blue Wave Theory is the music that we use. They're really cool. Thank you very much. They are cool. Theory. They're really cool. They followed us on Twitter. They followed you on Twitter. Okay, well. Ain't nobody wants to be part of my Twitter, and I don't blame them. 
I don't even use Twitter for anything, so I don't know. I don't know why I even have it anymore. Uh, I reflexively use it, and I regret it several <laughs> times. But don't always. There's some so, good stuff. To, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and then you have Twitter. The facts of life. So, for late to the party with Travis Taylor, I'm just I'm blazing t- toward the end here, Travis. I can see that. For people who blaze to the end, this has been late to the party with Travis Tate. I'm Jake. <sighs> I'm Travis Tate, and better Tate than never. Oh. <laughs>